A Duff Said is brought to you by Sheldon Street Pizza. Visit them online at sheldonstreetpizza.com or stop by Sheldon's during your next trip to Lake Orion. Sheldon Street Pizza, the official pizza of A Duff Said. And by Fourth Coast Cider Works, quality craftsmanship, quality hard cider. You can check them out online at fourthcoastciderworks.com or come get a can or a howler at their Canterbury Village location. Not available for anyone under the age of 21. Please drink responsibly. I am joined now by the head coach of the Freeland Falcons. Freeland was a winner tonight over Birch Run, 40-6. With me and with his excited football players on the bus ride home is head coach Kevin Townsend. Kevin, you had a great win on the road this evening. How did you guys get it done so convincingly tonight? Uh, defense, obviously, that's what we've been having, uh, you know, kind of our, our running our season through is, is being able to give us our, you know, the op- offense opportunities. Um, our quarterback was sick tonight, so we only threw the ball twice all night. So our, our run game, you know, really pounded and uh, offensive line obviously, you know, opens the holes for the backs to get through. How long has your quarterback Sam Talaga been sick for? Just, we got a bug going through. Oh, so Sam was under the weather, you know, today we had kids out, a couple, couple kids out Monday, a couple Tuesday, just, you know, and know, just a bug going through. You know, you always have to expect that this time of year. How do you guys try to overcome that whenever that starts to pop up? Well, you know, we're, we 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 lift three times a week during the season, um, you know, just to keep them in shape and stuff. So we'll cut back on that, give them a day off, just let them sleep in. We lift at five forty-five in the morning. Um, one one time we lift back-to-back days, so maybe we move that to a different day to let them, you know, lift and then rest a day, uh, something like that. We'll just uh, again just take it easy. We don't hit much in practice right now, um, you know, as the season progresses. So just kind of toning it back and shortening practices, making sure they're getting lots of fluids and rest. Sam obviously wanted to be out there tonight. He didn't have to do a whole lot because you guys did uh, a lot of great things on offense. Looking at the score tonight, 40 to six was the final. How thrilled were you though, that he was still able to go out there and make his presence felt? Yeah, well, that's, we talked I talked to him before the game and it was just like, you know, how you feeling with, you know, he'll usually get, you know, eight, 10, 12 carries a game. He only had two tonight. He only threw the ball twice, both of them completion. So, um, but you know, we got started early. Um, you know, he's just feeding the rock to, to Ty Fournier had uh, 13 carries for 208 yards and three touchdowns. So, you know, the next man up kind of mentality and, and just put it into, you know, in a kid's hand and Sam just has to take snaps and, and just be a leader for us. What does it say about the makeup of your team that even with one guy not at 100%, you still have other guys that you can count on to carry the load? It just that that's kind of how we design our program. I mean, it really is not to be like cliche or anything, but you know, we have 10 sophomores that we pull up for every game with the fifth quarter rule and every single one of those kids played in the game tonight. Jake Mativa is our JV quarterback and he goes in right right in the middle of a drive and you know takes a snap and goes right away. So just kind of the next man up mentality. Um, we've got, uh, you know, where we started our fourth string running back. I had one position, Eli Murphy, and he had five carries for 60 yards and a touchdown. So, you know, just kind of don't miss a beat with those kids. We can't go out and, and expect to give them 15, 20 carries a game just because they're not used to taking that load like, like Fournier was. So he was kind of our, 
workhorse tonight and, um, you know, just the kind of next man up mentality and, and uh, just believing in each other. You had a close one last week against Swan Valley, but you guys pulled it out. And then tonight you go into Birch Run and you put up 40 points on the scoreboard. What are your thoughts on how your offense is playing right now? But, you know, last week, kind of the same thing. It's a, the Freeland-Swan Valley game is, I guess you'd kind of say like a Michigan-Michigan State game, if you will. I, I don't care if we're 0-6 or Swan Valley's 0-6. It's the number one game circled on the calendar. And so, you know, teams are going to get up for each other and not just roll over. So we knew that was going to be you know, kind of a battle, and we traded punches for a while. And, you know, that game was really – we had five penalties for 45 yards. They had four for 45. We both had 11 first downs. We both had 109 yards passing. And with five minutes to go in the game, it was 21-21. So that's just kind of what you get when you get with, uh, you know, Swan Valley. But then, you know, to go, um, to go, you know, into Birch Run again. There's not that rivalry there. They're four and three. You know, a really good football team, and they're fighting for their playoff lives. But, um, you know, they got the ball first, and, and we we're forced to three and out. And our offense kind of took over, and you just start feeding from there, and and then rolling. You guys are now one week away from the playoffs. You got to get uh, next week out of the way, of course. That's the finale. But uh, you got a big test next week in Croslex. What are your thoughts on where your team is at heading into that huge matchup? You know, we kind of talked about it after the Frankenmuth game. You know, we're a, we're kind of a unique Division Four school, not just us. I'm, I mean, there's others out there too. In the sense that we play in a conference that's full of Division Five schools, and we play Claire Week One, who's Division Six, and the only team in our division that's Division Four is. John Glenn. So picking up Croswell Lexington, you know, makes it a, a good playoff point game for us. But we, we knew after the Frankenmuth loss that, you know, if we wanted to have a home playoff game, we had to win out and control everything. And we've been able to do that, and, you know, um, not rooting against North Branch, but kind of hoping that Croswell beat them tonight just because we can't control North Branch. We can control Croswell by beating them because we get that opportunity. So, you know, we always like to have a playoff game at home if that's a possibility and we've done what we're supposed to do since the Frankenmuth loss to put ourselves in that position um you know so now we get a, a nice long you know hour 50 minute bus ride to Croswell but uh like I tell the boys it's even a longer bus ride home with a loss so so we know what we're up against I envy you guys for getting to go to that area it's such a beautiful area my wife and I will actually be spending uh our 15th year anniversary there next month Very we're cool. going to spend a weekend there it is a gorgeous cool. town, and I hope you guys get to take in some of that while you're there. Well, but cool. Congratulations uh, on that. I appreciate that. Thank you so much, Kevin. And you had that big wedding a couple weeks ago. How did that go? Yeah, beautiful. I mean, outside uh, at the Fortress Golf Course, um, you know, perfect weather. Uh, sun was shining on us, so everybody was looking out for us. And we had a great reception and lots of dancing and having a good time and spending time with family who we hadn't seen in a while and just seeing – my son Jake's so happy, and and, and his new bride Corinne are they're just an amazing couple, and can't wait to see uh, what the future brings for them. I wish you guys all the best there, and I saw some of the photos. And when you're in Frankenmuth, you can't pass up a chicken dinner, and I saw that you got one. You looked very happy in front of that plate of chicken there. I did. I was well, you know, some people might think they might say that I like to talk a lot, and so. I missed the soup and I missed the salad. And so when the chicken came, I grabbed the whole plate and put it in front of me. And I think I was going to stab anybody that tried to take it away from me. You know? Like That's... you, like, you, you know, you had talked about, you know, my night before and obviously running all day and being at John Glenn for that football game. And you get up in the morning and you're running all over the place. You don't really think about stopping to have time to eat. And the next thing you know, it's eight o'clock at night. So, um, yeah, so I haven't been to Frankenmuth to have chicken in a while. So, I was, it was delicious, and, and I ate that whole plate. <laughs> I was just telling someone today that at least once a year, you got to make it out to Frankenmuth for yeah. those chicken dinners. And yeah, I think 
whatever they put in that chicken, I'm sure makes those boys grow over in Frankenbush. So maybe we got to take our boys there a few more times. Team dinners are going to be at uh, Zenders and the Bavarian yeah. Inn starting very yeah. soon. But, yeah, 100%. Uh, so. yeah, you know, and, and you bring up a good point there. And this is something that I was talking about with uh, in my Lessons with Coach Watkins segment uh, later on in the show about some of the things you do to bring these kids up. You, he was telling me about how he builds up the program and it starts at the younger levels and then it kind of progresses from there. So with you and what you have built in Freeland, you have got a great pipeline. It starts at the uh, younger levels in the, the peewee leagues all the way up to middle school, all the way to the time that they're ready to become members of your program. What are some of the things you have done to build that pipeline and to kind of get these kids ready for when it's time to be Freeland Falcons? When I first started coaching in Freeland, we had a good youth program. Um, you know, the youth program are run by dads. Um, so they're non-paid people that give up their time to coach their sons and to coach other people's kids. So that's an amazing to have those type of people that are that are selfless enough to be able to give up that family time. And yeah, they get to spend it with their boy, but they spend a lot of time with other people's children too. And like I said, then that's, free of charge. But when I first started coaching in Freeland, um, you know, they, they kind of did what they wanted to do. And we just kind of talked and said, you guys can do whatever you want to do in the youth, but this is what we're going to do at high school. And so if you want to help us and start getting us in the right direction, we really need you to switch what you're doing offensively and start doing the things that we do on offense and defense. And uh, the, the dads that, that started coaching with us completely bought into it. I don't think we have a single program in the youth that has less than 40 kids on it which is amazing. And, you know, by the time they get into middle school and high school, they find different things to get involved in. And we understand that. So, you know, we'll drop down to 27, 28, 29 on some of those. But, you know, if you're running those youth programs with 20, 25 kids and you lose those kids, you don't end up having that freshman program and things like that. So 16, 17 years ago, we started a freshman team. We've had a freshman team. We really feel that's a huge thing for us in our community because those ninth graders are getting to play against ninth graders. Um, Coach Wheeler is uh, 6-0 and 1 right now. Um, on the varsity, seven zero and one right now. He tied Midland, went to Midland High yesterday and beat them. So we're our freshmen are playing Class A schools. We're playing anybody that we can play. Um, you know, just trying to get kids to stay in love with football and and uh, you know to show people that you know the injuries when you see some of these schools that are closing, uh, they're shutting their football programs down. It's because they don't have good numbers. And um, you know our numbers are extremely strong and our boys love playing from like said third grade uh, all the way up. And then they come out and they they make tunnels for our players to walk through last night, I'm at the JV game and the national anthem comes on and all 250 youth kids stop, take their helmets off and stand at attention for, for the national anthem. So it's such a culture there. It's just, just again, but it, it all really comes back to those dads at our youth program um, that, that buy into to what we're selling and, and really helps us from, from the ground up. When you have so much success like you have, obviously kids want to be a part of that and they want to put their stamp on it any way that they can. But not everybody can be a huge big name contributor to the program, but they still have those expectations even though you may not see them. How do you go about managing those expectations with those kids and with those parents so that uh, they don't let their ego get in front of what's really the reality of their expectations and skill levels? That's, that is always a hard thing, right? Because, I mean, every parent wants what they feel is best for their kid. And, and we do, too. And I know, you know, um, it, it, it's hard because every parent wants their kid to play in every single game. And, and there isn't a single coach out there that says, I'm not playing this kid because I don't like the kid. There just happens to be somebody that we feel um, that is better in that position. And, and, and you know, and I think that's just it's just a real world 
concept. I'm sure if you asked every single person listening tonight if they think they deserve a raise at work, I'm sure they all do. And I'm sure if they went to their boss tomorrow, their boss is going to tell them no. And that's sort of kind of how football works. Every kid feels like they should start and they should play every single snap and they should score on every single play. Um, but, but unfortunately, that's not how it works all the time. At our freshman program, that is how it works. So we, we play every kid in every single game. Our JV kids play every single kid plays in every single game. Unfortunately, that doesn't happen in every single varsity game. We try to do our best that we can to keep the kids, you know, interested with that. But without those kids, we're nothing. You know, if we took our 12 starters on off or our 11 starters on offense or our 11 starters on defense and said, you guys are the guys and didn't do anything else, we'd struggle every single day. We need every kid in a Freeland uniform to be part of what we're doing and, and to feel that success. And, um, and those boys are more than welcome to come sit down with their coaches anytime they want to and talk and discuss, you know, what they can do to play more. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it is one of the hardest things about coaching is, is seeing a kid that doesn't get in uh, on a Friday night and by no means are you doing it to be malicious. It's just kind of the, you know, the way that it rolls. You guys are 7-1. and one. You are headed into that huge matchup against Croslex next week. You know it's going to be a tough test as you get ready to try to climb back to the state semifinals and maybe take that extra step that you've been waiting to take for so long with this program. How do you feel your team is heading into that matchup? Yeah, I mean, you know, we we talked about, you know, the Frankenmuth game being probably the biggest game, obviously, of the season that we had played at that point. We weren't successful in that game, but it's not week 10. And so it'll be kind of the mi- same mindset. This is a game that we, that the boys know if we're successful, um, we're, we're probably going to get a home playoff game. And if we're not, we're going on the road, but either way, we're getting to play. And you now there are a lot of teams whose seasons are going to end next week and, and ours isn't. So we're just going to, you know, do what we do for every single game. It doesn't matter what their record is or who the opponent is. We're going to watch film. We're going to practice. We're going to study and then we'll be ready when we get off that bus to play. Freeland is a winner tonight over Birch Run 40 to 6. The Falcons are 7 and 1 heading into their regular season finale, hoping to get that home playoff game. Kevin Townsend, I wish you all the best next week. I look forward to talking to you then. Enjoy that bus ride home. All right. Appreciate you. Thank you. Would you like to hear more about the Freeland Falcons? Then head to my website, aduffsaid.com. I have had many conversations over the years with Freeland Falcons head coach Kevin Townsend, and you can find all of those episodes at aduffsaid.com. You can also listen to them by going to the Podbean app, Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow me on Facebook. Just look up my page, Sports Journalist Duff Tyler. You can also find me on Twitter. Just look for Duff Tyler. Until next time, this is Duff Tyler reminding you that if Duff said it, it must be true. Because that's what a Duff said.